Chapter Twenty Nine of the Goddess of Atvatabar by William Richard Bradshaw. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nigel Fisher. The installation of a twin soul. The sacred musicians of the temple surrounded the throne in solid circles, each arrayed in lordly attire. They flourished instruments of gold that rang out music of such depth and clearness of tone as to melt every soul in that vast audience into one thrilling whole. The sounding song was the incarnation of all things majestic and glorious. In its breathless measures were born the spirits of conquest, pride, inspiration, love and sympathy. The thrilling climax was wrought of passages eloquent of love, tenderness, reverence, joy, adoration and poetry. Again, with the music becoming more refined, a choir of singers in the high cloister in the walls sang as they walked a refrain of purifying sweetness. It was a wail of fidelity and love, and both song and music moved in perfect accord. Thereafter, music alone was heard, when the high priest Hushnoli and the high priestess Zulisoa stood before us on the silver pavement beneath the throne. The blue-black hair of the high priestess fell around her olive face and shoulders like a cloud of darkness. She wore a robe of coral-red silken gossamer that with its foldings shivered like quicksilver, revealing a figure of olive marble beneath. Her shoulders, arms and breasts, soft and heavy in mould, were dimly seen beneath their coral veil. Her profile was perfect. Her eyes were jewels of swart fire. Her eyebrows made perfect arches above them, enhancing the beauty of her face. Her mouth was fine and tender, and her lips red with kisses. The high priest, whose noble features were olive-green in hue, wore a splendid opaque silk burnous of camellia red, of heavier texture than that of the priestess. He wore boots of scarlet lacquered leather. Both wore diadems of Cragen, the precious stone. A stone altar, curiously carved, on which stood a green bronze turtle of large size, occupied one side of the front of the pavement. The turtle held its head stretched upward, and through its open mouth a thin stream of blue smoke ascended. On the wide flat back of the turtle lay an open volume, the sacred book of Egyplosis. The priest and priestess stood beside the altar, each reading an alternate stanza from the ritual of the goddess. While reading, the priests with loud voice followed the intoning of the high priest, and the priestesses that of the high priestess, as follows. The Ritual of Hopeless Love Priests Harakar is the supreme soul, and the goddess Leone his supreme incarnation. Equally free from ascetism and indulgence, she treads the golden path. Priestesses, let us joyfully obey our adorable goddess who commands us in all manner of spiritual joys. Let us follow her glorious example, preserving purity of heart and life. Priests, let us adore a Cupid agonised, worshipping the goddess of hopeless, tender, romantic love. Let us with our counterparts, the most lovely of maidens, become twin souls forevermore. Priestesses, let us love the shapely and active youths, the young men of soul and intellect, likewise those of courage and daring, whose hearts and minds are in complete unity. Priests, let us add splendour of body to greatness of soul. May we excel in the chase, the dance and the race. Let us drink ambrosial wine and eat the juiciest of meats, and clothe ourselves with the finest and strongest of tissues. Priestesses, let us have a beautiful companionship with our counterpart souls. Let us rejoice in the sun, in the free winds of the sky, in the glory of flowers, in the pride of horses and elephants richly caparisoned. Let us treasure jewels. Let us possess emeralds, turquoises, diamonds and rubies. Let us array ourselves with marvellous stuffs dyed with the richest colourings. Priests, 
Let us here in search of the ideal find an ever-increasing nirvana of blessedness. Goddess of souls, lead us to imagine higher and holy exaltations, keener and more blessed raptures. Priestesses, sweet mother of souls, teach us to cultivate consoling friendships with sympathetic hearts. Give us longings for the utmost depths of love and tenderness. Let us possess fervid and impassioned souls. Priests, let us create a paradise wherein life is one long intoxication of love, beauty and soul culture, found in the fascinating converse of soul with soul and intellect with intellect. Priestesses, may rapturous energies spring from hopeless loves, may the yearning for inaccessible pleasures fill us with blessed extravagance and holy madness. Priests, may we, firmly poised on virtue, become possessed of noble, delicate, enormous souls. May the meeting of spirit with spirit be too ecstatic for words to express. May the vows be written in each other's hearts. May the jewelled ring bind soul and soul, and in the commingled life may the holy compact be known that a perfect circle of souls has been consummated. Priestesses, secure by our compact and our vows from the tasting of forbidden fruit, may we always possess the happy intemperance of never satiated souls. Priests, may the sorcery of love procure for us the shuddering sensibility of sorrow without its agony, as we possess the perfect delight of day without the cold and lugubrious shadows of the night. Priestesses, Contact with life begets love, and love begets sensation, and sensation desire. But reason and culture control desire, and so preserve the endless sweetness of our joy. Priests, the real mortal, the ideal divine, the real awakens desire, the ideal feeds it. The real is the maimed, the halt and the blind. It is the sepulchre of faith, the poor, the tawdry, the miserable. It is the measure of our imperfect attainment of the ideal. The ideal is the supreme made possible by love and charity. It is wide as imagination, perfect as love, calm as death. It is the unchangeable in the immortal. The real with its disappointments is soul-shattering, but the ideal is perennial life. The more inaccessible the pleasure, the keener the delight in its pursuit. In love, accessibility is death. Priestesses, by losing the real we obtain the ideal. What others strive for we possess. Praise to Harakar for the most glorious of men, for precious viands, odiferous wines, rare and costly jewels, marvellous stuffs, and the hundred temples and gardens of Egyplosis. Praise to Harakar for our counterpart souls. Priests, praise to Harakar for the loveliest of women, noble, cultured and tender, with whom Nirvana is ecstasy. Priestesses, Nirvana is the consummate gift of Harakar, the one everlasting sweetness. During the intonation of the ritual, the twin souls put into practice the manifestations of those endearments prayed for, and which they certainly seemed to possess. Throughout the entire congregation, priests and priestesses, enfolded in each other's arms, swayed caressingly together and rapturously kissed each other. The fondest sighs were heard amid the recitations, and the faces of lover and beloved were flushed the colour of rosy flame. A tempest of restrained passion shook the entire congregation. What wonder that, ruled by such a faith, each twin soul splendidly apparelled in such an edifice should grow rich and strange, bold and delicate, and exhibit the intemperance of emotion excited by sensations so multiplied and extreme. I then saw a new meaning in the grandeur and efflorescence of the sculptures of the temple. I saw in the profuse decorations, in the arabesques so fantastically entangled and unrolled, a manifestation of the delicate sensibility that created them. Not only were real or natural objects idealised in art, but also conventional art, or the record of what nature suggests, as well as how she appears, to the soul of the artist. 
and what must have been the infinite wealth of suggestion to such souls as these to account for such mouldings and traceries on wall and roof and such wealth of colour and attire reflected and duplicated in the jewelled windows of the dome here were souls fitted by nature and art to fuse and create suggestions of nature into shapes of eternal beauty these flamboyant shapes and mystical colours presuppose the strange illuminations that pierced tender and extravagant hearts. End of chapter 29